Do you have a tricky work problem that you need to solve? I have a great podcast recommendation for you featuring a pair of expert women. Whether you're just starting your career or a seasoned professional, check out Fixable, a podcast from TED. Hosted by Harvard professor Frances Fry and her wife, leadership coach Ann Morris, the brilliant duo provide honest, actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. We talk a lot on this podcast about navigating tricky workplace scenarios, career change, and toxic managers. And one of my friends, a business owner in her own right, listens in on our weekly career conundrums and worries, oh my God, am I perceived that way by my employees? How can I ensure that I'm not one of those toxic bosses? How can I be a boss that doesn't suck? That was the question she asked me a few weeks ago and gave me the idea for today's episode. In fact, we're focusing the entire month of June here at Bossed Up with free webinars, podcasts, and articles all about how to further develop your critical leadership skills that can help you become the best boss you can be. So make sure you're an email insider now at bossedup.org to get in on all these goodies. So just the other week, I asked my followers on Twitter and our listeners in the Bossed Up Courage community on Facebook this question. What are the practices, actions, or characteristics that you appreciated or valued most in the best boss you ever had? There were three clear trends that emerged right away in all of your responses. Encouragement, trust, and communication. When it comes to encouragement, listeners like you had this to say. Daria said, expressing gratitude when I've done a great job. Heather said, giving true and genuine compliments. A person that believed in me and made me feel like I could figure out any challenges, said Lubya. And Patty said, they made everyone up and down the chain feel they were necessary and crucial to success. Effusive with praise and encouragement when projects were finished and adept at leading a conversation about how we could improve for the next one. So in other words, a big part of being a boss that doesn't suck is inspiring your team with encouragement, praise, and just making it clear that you believe in them. Now, this might not come naturally to folks who aren't big on verbal affirmations, but it's a reminder of just how far your words of encouragement can go in having an impact on the entire team. The next clear trend that emerged from your responses was all about trust. Christine said, giving me autonomy was key. Gabriella said, freedom and trust to make decisions. Michelle said, appreciating that I was actually genuinely sick and not making me feel like I was taking advantage of paid time off because my boss knew I was working my butt off every minute and struggling to be well at the same time. But it's not just about bosses trusting their employees. Trust is really a two-way street, which was evident in a lot of your responses, too. Meredith said, being paid on time. It sounds like a given, but I've worked for a lot of people who weren't organized or didn't pay me correctly, and that shouldn't be something an employee or contractor should have to fight for. Lena said, I really appreciate when bosses aren't arbitrary in rule creation or enforcement. I appreciate being able to manage my own time and being trusted to do so. 
Some bosses feel like they've got to exert their authority by micromanaging me like I am in grade school. So it became pretty clear to me that your actions as a boss can often speak louder than your words, bringing transparency and consistency to your operations and everyday actions is key. Finally, many of your responses boiled down to communication skills. Caitlin wrote, communication, communication, communication. I don't think I can stress this enough. I like my job now, but one of the things that stresses me out the most is my boss. She tells us everything last minute, which has me rearranging plans and making changes to what I'm doing all the time to accommodate her. And what she does tell us is never explained, so you never really know what she needs from you. On the contrary, however, Jenny had this to say about her best boss. Asking me how I want to be managed or what motivates me and how I like to communicate was so appreciated. Emily wrote, taking genuine interest in me as a person. She'd set aside 10 minutes in her busy schedule just to chat with me each week. Kate wrote, being upfront with expectations and being direct. As a manager now, I do this, and I know my employees appreciate it because they tell me. And finally, Christina had this to say, connecting the work to the big picture, committing time for regular check-ins and providing honest, constructive feedback, determining what kind of support each person needs and providing that rather than a one-size approach. As it turns out, there are lots of ways to be a boss that doesn't suck. And focusing on these three strengths, encouragement, trust, and communication, feels like a pretty good place to start. Now, I want to hear more from you, listeners. What traits do you appreciate the most in the best bosses that you've ever had? And how are you striving to incorporate those characteristics into your everyday leadership practice? Join in on the conversation on Twitter by hitting me up at Emily Aries or BossedUp.org, or join in on the very long comment thread that we've got going on now in the Bossed Up Courage community on Facebook. Don't know what that is? Go to BossedUp.org right now and sign up on the very front of our homepage to get an invitation sent directly to your inbox. Plus, that way you'll be a Bossed Up email insider and get the scoop on all the great free leadership development resources we've got coming your way this month, too. Let's face it, speaking up at work can be really hard to do, especially for women and women of color. When the stakes are high and you've already worked so hard to just be the only woman in the room and you want to get everything right, you want to have all your facts and figures accurate before making your voice heard, it's just so much easier to stay silent instead. Researcher Deb Jahansky calls this loss of voice phenomenon. And it actually emerges in adolescent women at greater rates than men. And it sticks with us for the rest of our lives. Self-silencing behavior can actually become an unconscious habit unless we consciously engage in practicing our assertive communication skills. And we here at Bossed Up have set out to help women like you do just that. 
Speak Up, my live assertive communication course is back open for enrollment and we're kicking off a new cohort launching this June. Over the course of eight life-changing weeks, you'll have access to interactive online curriculum and live weekly practice sessions where you, Irene and I, and a cohort of fellow Speak Up bosses who are owning their voice, overcoming the social messages that have taught us to keep silent, and really learning to strategically and assertively communicate when it matters most, we'll actually have the practice time to rewire our brains, create new neural pathways, and build better habits when it comes to speaking up with confidence and precision and assertively communicating in the workplace. Learn more and enroll today to secure your spot at bossedup.org speakup. That's bossedup.org speakup.